Welcome to Religion for Life, a program produced in conjunction with WETS in Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC in Emory, Virginia. My name is John Schuck. Religion for Life is a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. I'm the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, Tennessee. In the studio with me is Dr. Jay Mehta. He's on the faculty of internal medicine at ETSU, and he's also a member of the board of trustees of the Regional Indian American Community Center in Kingsport, Tennessee. That is uh, uh, right up, kind of almost by the intersection between Interstate 26 and Interstate 81 on uh, 406 Westfield Place. The uh, REAC, or the Regional Indian American Community Center, promotes religious, educational, social, and cultural activities based on Indian philosophy of peace, love, justice, and harmony. And uh, Dr. Mehta is in the studio with me to talk about the center as well as Hinduism. Welcome, Dr. Mehta. Well, thank you, John, for asking me to come. It's a pleasure and an honor. And my compliments to WETS uh, FM radio for doing such a innovative program. Well, I'm very grateful that they are allowing me on the air as well and allowing me to interview different folks in the community. Uh, tell me about uh, the Regional Indian American Community Center. How many people are connected with it, and when was it founded? And Sure, sure. Uh, Regional Indian American Community Organization uh, came in uh, being approximately 1992. Uh, there were original 12 charter members, and then as the Indian community grew, uh, our organization grew, we currently have about 100 members. Uh, there are 300 or so families of Indian origin U.S. citizens living in Tri-City area. Not all are members of this organization. But we started this to, uh, to make sure that people who migrated from India in East Tennessee uh, develop a peaceful harmonious uh, transition uh, between the existing uh, current local culture and religious background with our own faith that we brought with us. And we wanted to have mutual understanding. That was the main intent. Mutual understanding, so a connection between uh, people in, in the United States? Is that what people you mean? in between East Tennessee and United States and our children as they go to local schools Right. And as we work in various fields, most are physicians, some are motel owners, some are engineers. Eastman, for example, brought a lot of computer scientists and chemical engineers mm -hmm. from India uh, to come. And we wanted to retain our cultural or religious um, heritage uh, as we try to kind of melt in the melting pot. <laughs> right. So someone said we're, we're not quite a melting pot, more of a casserole. Yeah, more like, I think it's more like a salad or, you know, a lumpy, bumpy soup or something. Okay, all right. I, got, I agree with That's you. That's right. So it's a home away from home and That's a chance to, uh, not to lose, I would guess that the, one of the dangers might be as uh, with the children to kind of lose the Indian heritage. That's, that is absolutely correct. In, in fact, we also wanted to, to learn some of the positive or interesting aspects of Christianity because some of us have felt that uh, the modern Hindu faith uh, needs to imbibe some of the interesting positive aspects of Christian faith. I think Hindu dharma would be stronger if we learn from Christian faith and vice versa. You could be a better Christian if you understand the ancient Hindu dharma principles. 
you could be a better Christian if you understand that. Well, right. What way? How how would that work? Well, see, I believe that that a, a Christian will be a better Christian if he or she would understand the basic uh, belief system or faith of Hindu Dharma. And some of them are following. For example, one very interesting belief for seven, eight thousand years Hindus have in India is you should always respect other faith tradition and not come off with I'm the only right one or mm-hmm. or my my religion is the right one. Because religions means if you want to explore the truth, you must keep your eyes and ears open. So first principle of Hinduism is if if I put down Christianity, I'm no longer Hindu. Hmm. Because I have viol- I have I have broken the first principle. I, if I fail to respect uh, your um, faith system, then I'm not uh, Hindu. Because Hinduism means in order to find the truth, you must keep your eyes and ears open to get new information that brings you closer to the ultimate reality or truth. And there's a there's an ancient Vedic verses, Ano, Badra, Krutavo, Yantu, Vishwataha. This is a Sanskrit word, but it's it's fantastic. The 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 opening prayer of Vedas is, O God, bring us the fresh air of wisdom from all direction, and allow us to keep our eyes and ears open. Well, that is beautiful, and that, that would be something that in the West with or within Christianity that has kind of a proselytizing tendency to we've got the truth and we're going to make sure the world gets it, <laughs> that that can end up being. So I think the, 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 uh, this allows, allows to grow uh, for Christianity mm-hmm. at a higher level, and, and I believe that if I learn from Christianity, for example, the, the service aspect, I'm, I'm quite amazed by Mother Teresa uh, and some of the uh, missionaries who have gone to villages in India and their service to poor people and the message of Jesus Christ to serve those who are suffering. It, 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 it is so much in harmony with peace and love of Hindu faith that if Hindus will put more emphasis on that aspect, uh, I think Hindu faith system would be richer. There's a religious scholar, Joseph Campbell, I think mentioned something that uh, we, would, we would do well for those in the Western Christian tradition to understand the, the peacefulness, the nonviolence, the spirituality of Hinduism, whereas in Hinduism it might be able to learn the activism, social justice aspect of, of Christianity in Absolutely the West. Absolutely right. You're correct, yeah. And he, Joseph Campbell, I mean, is on the target because I think instead of saying East and West as separate I think East and West is, is, is one entity with a different shades of color. And we can create a beautiful uh, amalgam or, or, or mixture of nice colors if you can just learn to, 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 to exchange or imbibe some of the positive ideas from each other. This is Religion for Life. If you're just joining us, my name is John Shuck, and my guest is Dr. Jay Mehta, uh, the member of the Board of Trustees of the Regional Indian American Community Center in Kingsport, 
I want to ask you a little bit about Hinduism. I, I found a quote from you on the internet, so it must be true. Um, <laughs> recently, you were scheduled to speak at the Holston Valley Unitarian Universalist Church, and they included uh, this quote from you in the promotion. Uh, you said, I am Hindu in the morning. By midday, I become a converted Christian. After a long, tiring day, I'm so confused that I become a Unitarian. Now, <laughs> now I know you're having fun, but you're also showing that Hinduism is a, is a tolerant religion that acknowledges many paths. Well, first of all, everything on the Internet is is not truth, I mean, <laughs> as you know. Uh, but this was a lighthearted comment to show uh, that that. Hindus are known to have a lot of tolerance. Uh, in in 10,000 years of history, I do not know any Indian army that has attacked any other country uh, on the name of religion, mm. to the best of my knowledge. You will never have a Hindu guru knock your door to convert you from Christian to to Hinduism because uh, that is that is uh, that is not consistent with uh, with, with with dharma, but. In the morning, when I'm closer to nature, beautiful sunshine and, and fresh uh, morning air reminds me of the, the love for ecology and being with nature, that aspect of Hindu dharma, an ancient tradition of morning prayers. Uh, and, and when I'm in the middle of the day, I feel like uh, I'm in action. I'm, 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 I'm surrounded by Christians who believe in get job done. Uh, or, or doing something, which is more like a karma yoga, you know, a path of action. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and some of my friends would say, oh, Jay, you will go to heaven if you become a Christian. So so they throw a little temptation on my table, and, and I, I enjoy <laughs> that. And then by by the evening, there are a lot of things happen during the daytime. I don't know how much is truth and how much is myth, and I kind of feel like I'm a confused Unitarian <laughs> in search of uh, more definite truth. <laughs> That's wonderful. On the uh, RIACC REAC webpage, Regional uh, Indian American Community Center, um, which, by the way, is www.riacc.us, there's a helpful uh, FAQ, Frequently Asked Questions, regarding Hinduism that you compiled. Um, tell me about, first of all, Hinduism... That Hindus don't call it Hinduism. Right, that's a, that's a good good point, John. Um, Hinduism is an English phrase uh, that is coined by uh, Westerners or Britishers. But you go to 800 million Hindus in India and ask them, "What is your religion?" I'm sure Hinduism would not be the phrase they would use. They would say, "I follow Dharma. I follow my duty or my my faith, which is an ancient uh, faith known as." Sanatana or eternal dharma. Dharma means doing the right thing at the right time. Dharma uh, means doing the right thing at the right time. Performing your duty with sincerity. Okay. And dharma means doing right thing at the right time. And that means uh, being kind and nonviolent. Uh, that means willingness to accept others' point of view. And third is finding the true, etern e true eternal divinity within yourself so you can see divinity in others. In other words, I believe when I, when I meet a Hindu meets a Hindu, we usually say namaste, mm -hmm. which means I recognize and respect the divine within you, the Atman. Sanskrit word is Atma or Atman. The, the, the Plato and Aristotle will call it self, 
the the self okay. and this this self is 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 divine and what hindu wants to do is try to realize understand and appreciate the love and kindness of god within his or her own heart and once i do that i'll see god within you if this is really extended further then there'll be peace on the planet because everybody would treat each other as kind of ambassador of the god god almighty so the practice of doing that of recognizing that every day of namaste seeing god within you as and within me uh helps us to get more of a peaceful attitude more of an accepting attitude toward the other who might be is, an enemy in some other way that is correct yes yes in fact this whole concept is 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 what is called a uh, advaita or or non dualism so we have this sense of separate the john is a separate person and j is a separate person this is called duality mm-hmm. okay and hindus believe that that is maya or illusion you and i are different is really an illusion in a way at the core you and i are same and and this non dualism means let me give an interesting example when you eat uh you eat with your right hand to put the food in your mouth uh, but is the right hand eating no does the right hand cut the knife uh, uh uh to to hurt the left hand no somehow right hand knows that the left hand is part of itself mm-hmm. and right hand knows that even though food goes in the mouth the nutrition will eventually through blood and oxygen will also come to the right hand so if 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 i truly believe that if i'm being good to you is also going to come back to me then i don't have to force myself to be nice to you because being nice to you is being nice to me right that that's an important as you were speaking i was thinking how important that lesson would be for us regarding our care for our planet um that as we care for or or some or someone else around the world um that we rec- it's it's all our own home right and i think that's very important i think for peace on this planet and using our resources wisely if we have the sense of we as as integral part of each other then then we will know that if i hurt you i'm hurting myself whether it, it is today tomorrow in next life it, it what happens to one corner of the universe also happens to the other corner of the universe and if we have this sense of unity or non duality then there's a better chance for peace my guest uh, dr j meta a uh, member of the board of trustees of the regional indian american community center and we're discussing uh, hindu dharma when i think of hinduism and those who practice it as an outside observer i think of i think of kind of a holy playfulness it, it it's colorful so many stories uh, so many images and gods and holidays uh, what was hinduism like for you as a child john thank you uh, the 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 external part or the the cultural part of Hindu society is full of color there is a festival called called Holi which is a festival of color uh, once once a year during spring we throw red blue yellow green all kinds of colors at each other and at on that day we break all the boundaries of class system or caste system um and just be one and and, and throw color with affection 
uh, get even with somebody if you want to, throw some water at each other. But this is to celebrate the colors that spring is going to bring. So nature is throwing all these beautiful colors around us. Mm -hmm. So we also join the the mother nature and throw colors at each other. And I think this is this is one way to kind of get rid of the anger and the negative emotions that we have built up over the year and then start a, start a new day. Uh, for example, Festival of Light is, is Diwali. Uh, once a year, a dark night, every house will be lighted with a candle. There will be 100 candles on every corner of the house. And the idea is to, to remind you that there's a light within you and the light you put outside your house is not only going to help your house, but the stranger who is walking on the road will have a light. So it's, it's what I do for me, I'm doing for you and vice versa. So Festival of Light is another, another good, good festival. There is, there is a, there's another festival uh, in, in, in India where we actually take our God or image or, or, or devotional singing on the street. Uh, Westerners might think we are crazy. But uh, it's like taking a Bible on a, on a chair and, and, and walking on the street and dancing around it. Hey, hallelujah, you know, have a good time, you know, <laughs> uh, praise to the, to the Lord and, and openly do it in the open street with music. Uh, again, to bring the spirit uh, of togetherness and community out. So and in addition to some of these festivals, what are some other practices? What are some things that, that you do, and what is the purpose of practice? Too? There are a couple of uh, religious practices that I teach um, my children who are born in Johnson City in USA um, uh, that I think uh, would benefit uh, a lot of my Christian friends. Uh, one is we have small shrine at home. See, I, even though we have temple or riyakh hall of worship, a Hindu is not required to go to uh, the the building or the, the temple uh, every Sunday. It, it, there is everyday prayer uh, in the corner of my house where I and my wife and my children, everyday morning, candle light and offer prayers to our, our God. So, so bringing church in the home rather than go, going from home to the church uh, is, is an interesting Hindu concept. And I think we all could benefit from it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the second interesting concept is over the years, Hindus have believed in this Matru Devo Bhava or Pitru Devo Bhava. It's, it's Sanskrit, means treat your mother like you will, tr you will treat, a, treat a goddess. Treat your father like you will, he, he, he has a divine uh, element in him. The, the idea of family value, where you treat your parents with due respect, and parents follow their dharma, means raising the children with sincerity and sense of sacrifice. I really think that in modern America, the problem is we have become so self-centered mm -hmm. that parents are more interested in their own comfort and pleasures and less time, energy for the children, and vice versa. Children are learning more from the internet and their friends than from their parents. And I think education, I think a Hindu saying that the first and the best teacher is your mother. Mm -hmm. And I think it, we need to go back to that. And, and, and so you ask me, what are some of the things we do? I think I would like my children to know 
that your father and mother are your first teachers, and then respect your teacher. So that's that's interesting. The third thing we do together is we tell stories. India has a tradition of telling stories for five thousand years, and and this is a mythological meaning. And John Campbell would explain that in great details. There will be a demon slaughtered by the god incarnate into into half, and the demon will have the head, ten heads reappear. It's symbolic. Mm-hmm. But the evil cannot be destroyed just by one stroke. It has to be constantly uh, controlled or, or, or managed. Your anger, your lust, your desire, excessively uh, desires. These are some of the issues that need to be controlled from time to time. And these stories tell these things. So there are three things I would like to say. Our practice of daily prayers, our practice of reemphasizing the family value, and and keep on going with the ancient stories that have a subtle message. We'll keep on intriguing, inviting youth into the fold. And speaking of the stories, the the, the literature from the Vedas, the Upanishads, to all of the, uh, how how many pages? I know the Bhagavad Gita, which is <laughs> is beautiful, uh, and but that's just one little piece of the volume. Of literature, can anyone really master it? Well, it's very difficult. Um, the the so-called Brahmins spend lifelong uh, uh, time to to memorize or understand only one or two section of the. For example, Rig Veda has approximately ten thousand verses, mm. and some Brahmins just memorize it and understand and explain. Uh, for example, Mahabharata, the great Sanskrit epic uh, has yeah, that's where the Bhagavad Gita is a sp- right. part and of Bhagavad that, Gita a is, on, uh, is a small portion, seven hundred verses out of hundred thousand. Okay. Uh, seven hundred out of a hundred thousand to get yeah. the sense. Okay. So yes, the, the, so Bhagavad Gita is a very tiny part of the great epic called Mahabharata, uh, and 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 Hindu scriptures are many. An interesting part is this: because we have many good scriptures. We do not give authority to only one particular scripture, and 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 that gives room for everyone to find something that will fit. When you when you put all the religious ideas into one box, it, it becomes stale. It becomes mm-hmm. rigid. It becomes dogma, and and there is no room uh, uh, for 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 other people to, you know, accommodate their faith ideas. So we keep multiple scriptures as options and not give full authority to one particular person or particular scripture. Because even the scriptures, as well as the practices um, and, the, and the symbols and the gods and all of that are, are really vehicles, aren't they? They aren't necessarily the thing. They are vehicles for you to discover um, right. yourself and, and, and yourself as one with the universe. That is correct. Uh, we, if you, if you go to India and you see multiple gods that Hindus are worshiping, you might get confused and say, "Oh my God, these people are idol worshippers or or polytheistic uh, people." But you you take an old lady in the corner and she will laugh and say, "You know, this is all one god. We are just uh, worshiping him in a different form to keep us interested and keep it more fun." Uh, so even an average villager knows that Krishna uh, and Christ are not two different people. Well, even the stories about them are so similar. Right. Quite similar and same message. It's told differently at different time, different province, mm-hmm. different language. 
but the essential message is 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 same: love, kindness, and a a, a long term faith, a confidence that the truth will prevail. Actually, the 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 official Indian government logo is Satya Meva Jayate, means truth will prevail. The the the, the ingrained confidence that you know, good will win over the evil. Whole Mahatma Gandhi's fight was this, that British presence on India was legally, morally, ethically, religiously inappropriate. And therefore, if the truth has to win with a non-violent movement, they should quit the, the Raj, British Raj, and go back to England. Uh, and and that, that confidence, that faith, that ultimately right thing is more important than might. My guest is Dr. Jay Mehta, uh, member of the Board of Trustees of the Regional Indian American Community Center, Faculty of Internal Medicine at ETSU, and we're talking about Hinduism. We just have a couple of minutes left. Is there room for modernism and, and science within Hinduism? John, I think there's plenty of uh, space for uh, uh, modern ideas because Hindu spirituality is based on psychology more than spirituality. For example... You don't have to believe in God to be a Hindu. One of the methods uh, of, of self-realization is just simple meditation. Sit quietly and find peace within you. Now, that does not require any God or belief in God. It is just finding the, the, the joy or bliss or divinity or awareness, like Buddhists have, mm -hmm. within yourself. And, and, and there is a room uh, for an atheist or a, a modern um, scientist in in Hindu faith, because this is nothing but psychologically increasing your consciousness or awareness, uh, and that will bring you peace and harmony. So, without bringing the middleman God, you <laughs> reach the same goal, which is, we all are looking for happiness. And mm -hmm. and Hindu Dharma is offering various. 81 or I-40, whatever you want to take. Uh, Hindu says, okay, you want to go to Knoxville through I-40? I'll show you this way. If you want to go through a long route, I'll take you on 321. Uh, and that's good. Option is good. Option is good. Uh, you know, I, I just have about a minute left. Many Americans are dissatisfied uh, with Christianity. It's kind of the religion of, of that's most popular here. And so they look to Eastern philosophies. Um, would Hinduism be an option? What, what, what about a person who's struggling with their own faith? Do well, I would, I would say this. I would say if, if a Christian would understand his, his own faith in a, in a new light of Hindu thinking, then he can or she can be happy in Christianity without becoming a Hindu. I do not recommend mm -hmm. that a, a Muslim or a Christian need to be Hindu to have happiness or inner peace. Uh, if you want to, sure. I mean, there's nothing in Hinduism that stops you from doing that. But I would rather say, try to understand that that your soul is, is divine. There's a joy within you. And whether you're Christian, Mormon, Catholic, um, uh, or Buddhist, you can everyone can find it. So I would recommend for Christians who are not happy with the old dogma, is just open the window and let the fresh air come in, and still stay Christian. Oh, let that fresh air. What was that phrase again? Let the fresh air. You said that at the beginning. Ano badra krutvo yantu Lord, 
let the fresh air or new ideas come to us from all direction and and allow us to keep our mind our ears and eyes open and, and i think that's a great prayer good for christians good for muslims good for hindus very good my guest dr jay meta uh, thank you so much uh, for thank being you. with me and I'm namaste so, namaste i'm so happy to be here thank you You've been listening to Religion for Life, a program at the intersection of religion, social justice, and public life. My name is John Sheck. I'm the minister of the First Presbyterian Church of Elizabethton, Tennessee. You can find more information about my congregation on the website, www.fpcelizabethton.org. More information about this program and links to podcasts are found at www.religionforlife.me. Religion for Life is now on iTunes. Religion for Life is a co-production of WETS-FM and WETS-HD1 Johnson City, Tennessee, and WEHC-FM Emory, Virginia. Be well.